Today on the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast, we're discussing stress. We can all relate to this. Being an adult in modern days, it's safe to say, can be highly stressful. And yes, this is where we find ourselves today, having this conversation on stress and ED. So do you think that having such a stressful life can make ED even that much more difficult to deal with? There's no doubt about that. I think that stress can both cause erectile dysfunction and erectile dysfunction can increase uh, stress both individually and uh, interpersonally. As a mental health expert and therapist, how would you define stress in clinical terms? Uh, that, that's a fantastic question because I'm not sure if stress is actually a clinical term. So how would I translate that over as a good question? Yeah, yeah. I think of stress as everyday anxiety. So I, there's different ways to look at anxiety. There's different ways to look at stress. What I think will be helpful for our listeners is um, if we look at anxiety from a, as a thought-based or from a cognitive perspective, it is the ruminating thoughts that people experience. They have a very hard time um, getting under control. I think stress, the way I look at it, is a lesser intensity and a lesser degree of uh, pronounced or full-blown anxiety, Mm. Um, but it is a continuous hum of things that need to get done. Uh, Many people talk about, I'm so stressed, there isn't enough time in the day. Um, People have a lot of stuff on their heads and on their minds. Um, So I kind of look at stress as a version of anxiety. And Mark, I know that as part of your therapy practice, the Center for Intimacy, Connection, and Change, you and your team do a lot of couples therapy. So what would you say to a couple that was coming to you for therapy if they were so stressed out from their day-to-day lives and managing kids and job responsibilities, et cetera, that they just found themselves not having time to be intimate together as a couples therapist, what would you work with them on? Uh, so this question is, I would say, beyond just a hypothetical or a theoretical. We do uh, work with couples who are struggling to establish or reestablish um, an intimate relationship. And sometimes stress is a big factor. In terms of what um, I would say to a couple who um, feel like they are so stressed out, Um, that they can't make time. So I think that they're probably so stressed out that maybe not so much that they can't make time. It becomes very difficult when people are preoccupied inside of their own heads Mm -hmm. to uh, be present enough, one, to focus on their own self-care, and two, to focus on the needs of other people. Mm. Um, What I generally believe is um, when stress is lower, the time will emerge. I don't think um, that stress eats up all of the time that people have, uh, but I think that stress uh, reorganizes the hierarchy of priorities in people's lives. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, uh, sexual um, relationships seem to make their way toward the bottom yeah. for many, many couples um, when stress is higher and when anxiety is higher. Yeah, it seems like with a stressful, busy life, sex and being intimate and that time in the bedroom, it seems to be put on the back burner. What would be your message to couples that are just saying, well, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to it? 
And then they never get to it. Well, if they're going to get to it when they get to it, they shouldn't come see me. And what I mean by that is uh, if it's a priority and uh, it's something that you want to make happen, um, then the attitude can't be, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, if a couple has made the commitment to come see a therapist, um, this is something that they do um, want to prioritize. That being said, couples do bring forward a number of challenges that make it very difficult mm. uh, to feel like they do have the time and the space to make that happen. It is too difficult to um, elaborate on uh, what some of the causes are and what some of the interventions are that we may recommend because I think it's very uh, specific and unique to what's going on. Um, I will say that certainly there is a difference between um, couples who um, have children at various stages of development Mm. in a house um, and couples who are experiencing a lot of stress but um, do not have the um, added layer of other people living in the home. Yeah. Um, so that that oftentimes is a an additional challenge that we hear about, which is, you know, we don't have any time, and when we do, um, you know, the baby's waking up, or uh, you know, the fourteen year old is, you know, lurking around the house. I've heard a lot of different things. So there are differences and different challenges for each couple uh, in terms of carving out the time and. Uh, grappling with uh, the individual and interpersonal stresses of life. What about the man that has a stressful life and has a lot of work stress, and then they carry that burden, that mental burden with them into the bedroom? So they're having a hard time separating their stressful work life, for example, with what goes on in the bedroom. And the next thing you know, erectile dysfunction. So they have to address that. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to put it. I I think generally speaking, even without the erectile dysfunction, um, I I recognize because I I am very busy at work myself and I recognize that it is sometimes challenging to put all those uh, thoughts and worries and concerns and to-do lists um, to put them to the side. Um, But if that is coming with you, into the bedroom or if it is coming with you into the home in a pronounced interfering type of way where you cannot be present with other people and you really cannot be present with yourself, I would encourage anybody in that situation to work with a therapist to, again, modulate that level of stress down. Mm. Um, I I think it's a a lofty uh, and unhelpful goal uh, to tell people they should eliminate that because I don't think that that's possible and certainly I don't think it's necessary um, to fully eliminate all of that stress. But I think that there are ways to um, be more present, more engaged um, with things going on at home and put the work stuff while honoring the concerns and the worries down, down regulating the okay. intensity of that. Can stress ever be a good thing? Can it fuel our growth as individuals, perhaps if we can overcome some stress or use stress as fuel, as motivation? What are your thoughts on stress actually being a good thing? So I I think everything in moderation. Uh, If we did not experience stress, if we did not experience anxiety, we would would lack motivation. Um, So stress does fuel growth. The idea though of stress as a growth factor 
is that when it spikes, it has to come back down. So when we talk about chronic stress, I think that while it may propel some people forward, um, staying at those higher levels of stress in perpetuity, I think erode many of the other important uh, components of life, like interpersonal relationships, um, a sexual relationship with a partner, uh, ability to stay present with other people and self. So yes, while stress at times I think can be a good uh, propellant and can fuel individual growth, mm-hmm. people need to have the tools to be able to regulate the level of stress down um, so that they can tend to the other components of their life. Okay, for sure. Now I want to ask you a chicken and egg type question. These are never easy. Um, so do you think stress causes the ED or ED more so causes the stress? So I tend to give the, you know, chicken egg answer, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that in a 50-50 balance type of way. I okay. think it is more common that stress leads to erection problems mm. than it is erection problems leading to stress. Um, once erection problems are present, um, it really is going to depend. Um, if a person is too stressed out to engage in sexual activity, they've lost interest, uh, the erection issues are not likely going to cause a lot more stress because the sexual um, expression, the sexual relationship are not really that important. If, however, that personal stress, and I'll kind of play out a scenario here uh, that I encounter, if the individual stress is causing erectile dysfunction, which then leads to interpersonal distress because a partner is interested in sexual activity, that could be a pile-on where erectile dysfunction is causing um, additional uh, distress Mm -hmm. uh, because of the partner's needs not being met. As a therapist, when a client comes to you who is stressed out, where do you start? What what do you start trying to unpack with this individual first? Um, so I, I appreciate the question because I think many people do show up to therapy um, with a very uh, generic type of statement. Mm-hmm. I'm depressed. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. Yeah. Um, we want to try to understand well where like what does that mean. Um, how is that manifesting? Um, we want to understand the symptom profile of what you know what stress is, and like what are the primary drivers for that stress? We want to try to get as uh, specific as possible uh, in order to um, come up with a treatment plan and a strategy mm-hmm. to downregulate that. One of the uh, most stressful things about stress, um, and I think generally about mental health, is that when it is very broad. It feels out of control. It feels mm. uh, like totally overwhelming and all-encompassing. So one of the ways of decreasing stress in the therapy process, I, I believe, is uh, getting specific and getting targeted and, and making the process of change a uh, more digestible um, and bite-sized process. And step-by-step, step, people are able to really make progress. Anything else uh, that listeners might be able to find valuable about this conversation before we wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. So, so an area that we did not touch on that I think is really important is stress is a part of life. And like you said, it's uh, 2022. We are all very busy. There is a global pandemic, uh, not just adults in modern society. I think children in modern society also 
carrying a lot of stress. I think we need to look at that as being, you know, I guess to borrow a term from this pandemic, we need to look at that as being endemic to our lives. There are going to be times when there is stress. To that end, I think it's really important that men in particular recognize that they are not machines. So if you are under high levels of stress, of course, I encourage you to work toward making sure that you can get that under control, mm. that it does not become a constant in your life, but recognizing that there will be periods of higher stress. If you choose to engage in sexual activity, you need to go easy on yourself and recognize that those higher levels of stress may have a negative impact on sexual function. You cannot just force or will an erection if you are under, well, generally you can't force or will it, but certainly when you are under higher levels of stress, you've got to keep your expectations realistic. One of the things we want to avoid is when you initially experience an erection um, challenge or um, some irregularity in what you're used to, mm -hmm. not to go down the rabbit hole um, of assuming that you have a major issue going on it's important to kind of stay calm if there is sustained erection issues obviously that needs to be checked out mm -hmm. but all of this to be said is that stress is normal and it can have an impact on sexual desire on sexual interest and you are not a machine so if you choose to engage under those conditions and things don't go as well please go easy on yourself if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know there is a huge mental component that goes into achieving an erection. Mark Goldberg, the certified sex therapist who hosts this podcast, felt as though this was a very underserved topic of education in men's health. That's why he designed Beyond the Little Blue Pill, the thinking man's guide to addressing ED. The course is designed to educate and fundamentally help you change the way you think about erections check it out at erectioniq.com front slash course you can explore three modules of this course completely free see if there's something in there that can help you erectioniq.com slash course and you can learn more there thanks for listening to the erectile dysfunction radio podcast for more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction please visit erectioniq.com